heaven forbid I should ever be a cynic. I don't want, hopefully I've, you know, addressed that in my own life. Um, but cynicism is not good and it can definitely be inherited. It can definitely be passed down from our family, from our parents or grandparents. This is the Against the Current podcast. Against the Current is a faith-based counseling ministry that helps individuals, couples, and families experience emotional, mental, relational, and spiritual transformation through biblically-based principles with one-on-one counseling, workshops, and seminars. If you want to find out more, head on over to atcmcounseling.com. Well, hello there. Katya here. So glad uh, to be back. So glad you can join us today for another podcast. Um, So excited to be continuing our topic from last week. Um, Again, this is Katya with Against the Current in Frederick, Maryland. And uh, we are here, back here today to talk about no shame in asking for help. And actually, when... um, you're done listening to the podcast. If you're interested in uh, getting notes on it, um, they actually have a blog on my website, atcmcounseling.com, where you can click on blogs right on the first page and you have the notes uh, for the podcast because I think that can be helpful. And I actually talked to a couple of you who are listening to the podcast and taking notes and everything, which I do encourage. Uh, but if you want, some extra notes um, that's also available on the website. So, so glad to be back uh, with you talking about this very important topic of asking for help. Um, This is, you know, something that people sometimes struggle with because it's, um, you know, admitting that we need help sometimes can be difficult, especially when we want to portray an image that we have it all together or we don't even want to admit it to ourselves. Sometimes it's hard to just, you know, uh, put the finger on what's wrong and actually uh, taking the step to seek help, um, to admit to ourselves, first of all, and then to seek help with somebody. Uh, It doesn't have to necessarily be a counselor, but a pastor, a trusted friend, um, somebody that can help us uh, can be quite difficult. But it is very, very helpful. It's very effective, and I would dare say that at one point or another, all of us should get some good counseling um, because it can really help us in life. It can help us, you know, sometimes we're slightly off track, and it'll get get us back on the right track, so that is important. Um, So I will start off with where I left off last week, Uh, talking about um, it is good to be uh, vulnerable, to be open. And um, if we don't seek help, sometimes it's because there's something behind there. So it could be pride. There could be pride involved. Um, And that's not good. So anytime there is pride, it's like, it's like pride puts a barrier between us and God. You know, like we don't need help from anybody. We're not even just God, even somebody else, you know, a friend, a husband, a wife, um, you know, it kind of, we tell ourselves, nope, I don't need help from anybody. So therefore I'm not going to be open. I'm not going to be vulnerable. I don't need help. And that can be very dangerous. 
So being open and vulnerable is good. And we will never heal if we don't open up and admit to ourselves and to other people what is really going on. So whenever we are we have we're going to get healed from something and get free remember that is the word that i love to keep bringing up again and again freedom uh so when we are on our journey to freedom the very first step is to confess 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 so we have to talk about it uh what i do a lot of times with people that i counsel is um have them write down experiences uh, traumatic experiences from their past or bad experiences, um, not, not necessarily traumatic, but, you know, just anything that's bad that, you know, whatever is impressed upon their minds to write down, just be open, start with a journal and just write it out. And then of course, share it with somebody, trust it, somebody. Um, that is the first step. So that's very important. And then um, we can start the healing process from there. You know, one thing that I've noticed is that people are walking around with masks on all the time. And sometimes people come to me and, uh, you know, we're sitting down and talking in a counseling situation and they realize after a while that they have had a mask on and they didn't even realize it to begin with. They didn't realize once, you know, until they came to see me. Um, And the truth, if you mask what's truly going on on the inside, there are going to be other truths outside of yourself that are going to be masked from you, if that makes sense. So if you're not vulnerable and open, there are going to be, there's going to be truth that's going to be masked from you. It's not going to reach you. You're not going to see it. You're not going to discern it. Um, So it is time to strip off the masks, uh, get help. So that's the first step. So we need to get help. Uh, Find, again, a pastor, counselor, a trusted, knowledgeable friend. Sometimes it's good to find the right ministry online. Um, There are so many resources right now, but I would caution you though to make sure you find the right uh, person or ministry to learn from online Uh, make sure they're test them (laughs) make sure they're putting God's Word first uh, because there are a lot of different people that can lead us in all kinds of different directions and that is not necessarily good that is not good sometimes it's not good at all so we definitely have want to make sure we're getting the information the right information but definitely seek it out. Um, this is definitely not a time for us to be living in a uh, in a vacuum, for us to be living in an island. There's so much information out there for us to uh, access. Um, so don't put your head in the sand and pretend there's nothing wrong with you or nothing wrong with the world. And you know what? Even if there is nothing wrong with you, you had a perfect childhood and everything, you know, you're relationships are good and you're successful and you're happy with where you're going there is always something that we need to tweak there's always something that you know we need to say okay I need to get better in this area I'm rubbing people off the wrong way over here I'm not getting enough done at work 
um, my you know boss is unhappy with me or you know there's always something that we can tweak that we can get better so the point is there is always a way to get help to get the knowledge that we need and we have lots of um, tools available to us and sometimes I will specifically say that sure it's good to get stuff online but it's good to talk to someone face to face. There is um, there's um, something special about talking to someone face to face. And in Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, it says, "Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint." In other words, there is ignorance of God where there is no prophet to expound or explain the word of God, or there is no priest or a Levite to teach the word of God. There the people are stripped of their armor and open to every evil device and false wind of doctrine. By the way, I got this from um, a book that I was just um, reading uh, not too long ago. Um, anyway, notes, and it, it's called Happiness is a Choice. Okay, so I'm going to quote from this book a little bit here and there, but uh, very, very powerful. And it also says they are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. And God addressed the priests in Hosea 4 about their neglect to teach the people. And, it, and God says in that passage, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So let us not be a person that is destroyed. And, you know, destroyed here doesn't necessarily mean to be, you know, totally obliterated or you know um, destroyed in that sense uh, physically destroyed but it means more you know you slowly deteriorate um, you um, you know you're not growing so eventually if you're not growing basically you're declining so we are always on the decline if we're not getting the right knowledge so very important um, now, to pick up where we had left off last week, which was generational patterns. This is very important because generational patterns is something that we all have to deal with. That we, we all, um, it's a reality in all of our lives, but very few people are aware of it uh, or do anything about it. Um, and we have to seek God and ask him to show us areas that we need to be delivered from. Otherwise, they can eventually damage our relationships, our peace, our health, and our general well-being. Our well-being. Um, so whatever it is that our parents... Now, you can think back to the way that your family acted, you know, things that they did. Uh, you might, you know, pick up on some of the things um, that I mentioned last week. Um, you might you know, think, oh, my parents acted, you know, in this way. I don't think I'll do that. I think that I've learned from my parents. Um, but most of the time, that's not necessarily the case. We are most likely going to act like our parents unless we um, are taking action to not act the way that they did, unless we do something about it. Uh, so let me read this list again so that we can be aware of some of the things that can be passed down and we don't even realize it. 
arrogance, depression, a hot temper, cynicism, sense of entitlement, poverty mentality, unhealthy relationship with food, adultery or divorce, emotional instability or disconnected from emotion, disconnect, pardon me, from emotions, difficulty having close relationships, substance abuse, independence, lack of expression of love and affection, or different forms of abuse. And of course, different forms of abuse, it can be anywhere from alcoholism to uh, sexual abuse to verbal abuse to just plain physical abuse. So uh, this can be very serious. And unless we get a hold of it and realize how to stop that pattern with us, it can continue through us. Um, and I've unfortunately I've seen that happen quite a bit. Uh, so for example, let's take the first one, arrogance. So if we have learned to be arrogant from our family, our heart won't be open for new revelation. We just feel like we have it all together. We are important. We are it. We are superior. Um, now, you know, I have, you know, the Bible says um, in Deuteronomy, I believe it is, that, um, you know, God's people were supposed to be the head and not the tail. We're supposed to be above and not beneath, uh, which I love that. I love that uh, promise, that declaration, if you will, from God in the Old Testament. This is not what it's just, this is talking about. So arrogance is a sense of um, I'm better than people around me. Um, my family's better. Uh, it's kind of like having a pompous attitude and seeing ourselves above other people. Uh, now, this is something that we have to really think about uh, because we don't necessarily realize it, or we might have, you know, a little bit of an attitude of, well, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> And I hate to admit it, but I think this is something, just to be real, real with you, um, that I've seen a lot in, I'm coming originally from Brazil. And in Brazil, there's a lot more, I feel like, than here in the U.S., there's a lot more of a caste system, if you will. Um, maybe not as much as like India or some places like that. But there's much more of, you know, the upper class versus the middle class and the lower class. And the upper class definitely see themselves much better <laughs> than the lower class. And it's much more difficult for the lower class to make it to an upper class um, situation. So I feel like in many ways, in both sides of my family, there's a little bit of that spirit of arrogance. You know, like we have it... We are superior to certain people. Um, not everybody, but a little bit. You know, as I analyze, as I go back and I think about it, there was a little bit of that going on uh, growing up in all aspects of my family. Uh, most people in my family. Uh, we just have to be real with ourselves. And, and here's the thing. Why is that a problem? Because I want to be all that God wants me to be, and I want to be humble. I want a spirit of humility. So I have to be real um, between me and God and just say, okay, I have this problem. God, please help me 
not be arrogant, um, not have this spirit of pride uh, because I need to, um, you know, see the good in other people and not, I don't want to see myself as being superior to anybody else. Make sense? Um, so this can lead, if we think, uh, if we kind of have a pompous attitude, this can lead to a painful downfall. It can lead to uh, ruined relationships. It can lead to uh, dissonance in relationships in many different levels, and I've seen it again and again. Um, it also keeps us from being real, having real relationships, because when we're arrogant, we don't know how to be vulnerable, and we're always going to have that barrier, you know, where other people, you know, we know better. We know I know better than you because I'm I'm more educated than you. I'm wealthier than you. I was born into this family, so I have a better understanding of this. So we're never going to be open. You know, the other person might have a good point. They might have good something good to teach us, and we're not willing to learn. We're not open to learn because we we feel like we're better. Um, another one uh, on the list there is depression. Now, depression is something that I deal with a lot in uh, counseling. And depression can also be passed down from one generation to another. But we can break it. We can break it. It's our choice. So I'm going to refer again to the book, Happiness is a Choice. And it's um, by psychiatrists uh, Paul Meyer and Frank Minerth. And I hope I said that right. Um, and they say in the book, uh, our degree of wisdom and happiness is not predetermined genetically. Most human depression is the result of our own irresponsible behavior, our own irresponsible handling of our anger and guilt. Now you might think, okay, I just said that it can be passed down from a generation to generation, and then I just go to something where they says our wisdom and happiness is not predetermined genetically. Well. I'm talking about our wisdom and happiness. That's not determined genetically. Depression and a depressive type of atmosphere does get passed down. So if you inherited that, you can decide, okay, no, I'm going to get wisdom and I'm going to decide to be happy. And that is possible because you know what? A lot of depression comes from uh, repressed anger and guilt that we pent up anger and guilt that we have on the inside of us and we don't deal with and it just goes year after year after year and we don't deal with it and it turns into an ugly depression um, it might start off with just you know being depressed here and there and it can turn into a big ugly monster in your life that you're trying to get rid of and you start medicating yourself or whatever the case may be so that is something that needs to be addressed. If you have any inclination, if you know that that is something that you struggle with, please get help. There is no shame in getting help because we can um, get past it. It's a choice and we can get past it and we don't have to be addicted to medication for the rest of our lives or have to deal with the situation for the rest of our lives. And okay, so the last thing that I wanted to mention, which is cynicism on the list. Cynicism, so what is cynicism? Cynicism is an inclination to believe that people are motivated purely by self-interest, or another word for it is skepticism. 
And, okay, so yes, you guessed it. Being a cynic is not good. <laughs> I know what you were thinking. Being a cynic is not good. So why is that? It's the opposite of having childlike faith, which Jesus tells us to have. In order to truly have faith in God, we have to be like children. So he specifically says in Matthew 18, 3, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So that is a big, that's a bold statement right there. So he's saying, unless you become like little children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven, unless you change and become like little children. So little children, what are they like? They just trust. You tell them something, they believe it. You tell them, we are going to get ice cream if you clean your room. So they're like, okay, got it. I'm gonna clean my room, and after that, I will get ice cream. There, no, there's no question about that. So God is basically saying, that's how you need to be. That's how I need to be. So a cynic is the opposite of that. They're like, well, no, you know what? We're not gonna go get ice cream. You know, they probably just want me to clean my room um, because you know, they have other motives, you know, that's, they're probably, something's going to come up and they're not going to take me for ice cream. You know, you start analyzing it seven different ways and come up with the, you know, theory that, you know what, I might not go get ice cream, even if I get my room clean. Um, you know, one way that I've seen it happen uh, with people is thinking that people like ministers, gospel singers, I've literally heard people say, you know, because a lot of gospel singers make decent money and they have, you know, big crowds, they have concerts and everything. And I've heard people say, oh yeah, you know, they, I don't agree with that. You know, they're making all this money, you know, selling Christian music and, you know, I don't trust that. I don't trust them. They probably don't have a good message or they're in it for show. Who are we? to judge that person's motive, you know? I mean, that's cynicism. Just appreciate their music, just enjoy it, and um, appreciate their ministry and what they're trying to give to the world. Um, as a child, you would just accept it and think, oh, yay, you know, this is wonderful. You know, this music is wonderful. This message is wonderful. Um, so we just have to be careful with that. Um, because a lot of the time, sure, there are people who might have a self-interest involved, but that's not up to me to judge, okay? I, I'm not going to judge that. I'm just going to be fed when I need to be fed. I'm going to get a blessing from, you know, them, whether they have good motives or not. So I'm just responsible for my own heart and the way that I receive it. So heaven forbid I should ever be a cynic. I don't want, hopefully I've, you know, addressed that in my own life, um, but cynicism is not good and it can definitely be inherited. It can definitely be passed down from our family, from our parents or grandparents. Um, so, so check yourself and ask God to show you if cynicism is something you need to be delivered from uh, because it hurts your faith and, you know, it can hurt us in many different ways. So one other way that I've seen where cynicism can be a problem is in the area of giving. So 
some people become cynical about giving because they're like, well, I don't know. I don't know if my money's only going to, you know, the cause that I gave for, you know, like if you're giving to a uh, relief fund, disaster relief fund, they're like, well, I don't even know if most of the money's going towards the actual relief. They're probably going to use some of it, you know, for who knows what else. Well, that's probably true. They're probably going to use some of the money for other things, but those other things are needed. And we just should give because we should give. Um, It's about our heart. It's about us giving to a good cause. And God is the judge. I don't want to be the judge. Does that make sense? So it's important to not be a cynic. And the other thing also is that cynicism leads to unbelief. And unbelief is very bad. Maybe I I can do a whole podcast on unbelief uh, another time. But unbelief can lead to bigger areas and can be very dangerous. Um, None of these things that I've mentioned would come to the forefront unless we ask God to show us specifically our hidden faults. Unless we ask for help unless we're vulnerable. Um, So it's important for us to open up and discuss and and confess. Again, that is the first step. Um, And I want to leave today with Psalm 32, 3 through 5. And this is very key, and I like to use this one a lot when doing counseling. And it says this, When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. So that is in Psalm 32, 3-5. So I love the way that starts out. It says, when I was silent... When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. Sounds very tragic, but that's very much what happens. It, our emotional holding back, our emotional, our emotional sickness, if you will, will affect our physical bodies. It will um, cause us to become like, for example, if we become clinically depressed, uh, it means eventually, you know, it can cause a... Uh, what is it, a, a depletion in uh, um, acids, you know, in the brain, amine acids. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. I'm not a scientist, but you get the point. It turns into a physical ailment, and that's precisely what this is saying here. My bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. Day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. So it can be a heavy hand unless we deal with it. So it's very important for us to address things, to open up, to be vulnerable. And then like I mentioned last week, when we're vulnerable and confess things, then it will open up other people if we're willing to confess in front of other people that we trust, you know, close people. Or sometimes it doesn't even have to be people that we're very close to. If it's something that we're willing to open up about, it might not be, you know, a deep, dark secret. You don't want to share that with just anybody. But, you know, just things here and there that you feel okay uh, opening up about, it will open up, help other people to open up and it will breach some, you know, uh, gap, you know, a breach, uh, 
a relationship uh, problem, a chasm that you might have with somebody. So it's a way to open doors and to help relationships. Um, okay, so I hope this helped, and I'm so excited that you joined me today. Um, so again, you can go to my website, atcmcounseling.com, and there is a blog there um, that goes over the notes uh, for the podcast, or you can also leave me comments. Uh, you can send me an email, katiacmills at uh, atcmcounseling.com for any comments and we will talk to you next time. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can also follow us on Facebook at Against the Current Ministries and on Instagram at Katya C. Mills.